ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 27 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at Check Out My Cards, one word, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn about offers, promotions, and more at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. We're on a little run here where I've had several guests in a row, and they've all been returning guests. And so today I'm going to make it three in a row, and we're going to bring Paul Jenis back to the show. Paul is the artist behind the Topps Game Within a Game cards, and he does all of those paintings by hand, and then they're turned into trading cards by the magic of Topps. They look pretty sharp. Uh, it's something that we talked a little bit about last year, and I wanted to bring Paul back again this year because this is going to be the third year of Game Within a Game, and no better time than than now because one of the most popular players that everybody chasing is the current card that's going to be available still at the time of this release, and that's Wander Franco. So I wanted to bring Paul back just to catch up how this last year has been, and so that's what we're going to do today. But first, I'm going to tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by Collectors for Collectors that breaks new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. You can check them out at udogcollect.com to see what they're going to be breaking this week. Check them out at their brick-and-mortar shop in Knoxville, Tennessee. And one of the things that they're just getting rolling is doing some group submissions for SGC. So you can have your cards that you get out of their breaks submitted right there right away and get them turned into SGC. You can learn more about that at udogcollect.com. And when you do, make sure you tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. All right. Well, I want to welcome Paul Jenis back to the show. Last year, we had him on introducing to us Game Within a Game. It had been out for a year. We were going into the second season of Game Within a Game uh, in his partnership with Tops for that product. And I wanted to bring him back on again here for 2022. Uh, because there's going to be a whole new season of of Game Within a Game. So, Paul, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Mike. Good to be back. Let's let's get this thing going. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. When we talked last year, we were right around the, the start of the year. And the 2021 releases of Game Within a Game had just started. And one of the things we talked about were, were a couple changes that you had made to the to the program or to the product for 2021. And that was, first of all, you were expanding from 12, one a month to, um, I think there was 16 last year. And then the other big change was to the design. You had changed from a kind of a bordered design at the bottom to a kind of a full bleed, a full bleed painting for, for the whole card and, and went from a matte finish to a glossy finish. So those were some of the changes that we had introduced last year. Just wanted to get your perspective as that progressed throughout the year. How did how did you feel about that and those changes as as things went on? Actually, I love the changes. Um, the the gloss I think gives it a, 
a finer quality uh, to the artwork itself. It helps bring out the colors a little bit more. Um, the the more of a matte finish, it, it, you lose a little bit of the brightness of the colors, and that's such a key part of my art. Uh, so when they added the gloss to it, I think it just has a much better look. And to me, it's almost like a varnished painting um, after I complete my paintings, which when you spray the varnish on the canvas, it brings out all the, uh, all the nice uh, nuances and subtleties of the color schemes of the painting. Do you feel like that, that gloss finish gives it a more accurate representation of the original art itself? Definitely. Yes. Yes. And they, um, tops did great in their reproductions. You sometimes you never know if what, what you paint. Um, and even when I photograph it for them, uh, if, if it's going to come out looking uh, the exact same as, as the painting itself, but, uh, especially for those who buy the paintings, um, you know, they, they can definitely see the, all the, uh, accuracy in the colors. Uh, granted the paintings themselves are even more beautiful because there's nothing you, you know, you're always going to lose a little translation in, uh, in the printing process. What about the move from, to increase the number of, of cards that were released? Did, did that present any new challenges compared to the, the first year where there was only one a month being released? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I really, I really had to tighten up my schedule and, and figure out a system to just organize myself. Okay. First, the uh, first day or so, is all about researching the cards, um, finding the right picks, organizing them. Usually I create a folder and I'd have up to maybe 30 shots out of a hundred pages of photos uh, from Getty looking at that I would pick as options. And then I would go through that 30, narrow them down. And then I had to figure out the, um, the small players, how I want to, usually I try to pick a different uh, uniform the, that they're wearing, whether it be a home or away game, um, make sure that um, the, what way they were facing, if the bat was going to go up into the uh, player's face, if it crossed over a wrong point. So so here you, there were three usually big decisions that had to be made. First, individually, the uh, main portrait photo had to be, you know, up to, up to what I was looking for. The, then I would make sure the, um, the same applied with the uh, smaller figure. And the third decision was after I picked those two, then I juggle around in Photoshop okay, let's see if which ones are going to work together. So there's quite a bit of uh, preliminary work that goes into uh, designing the painting. Um, you know, I just don't take a photo and say, okay, let's just paint it. There's a lot of work that goes into the preliminary aspect. Yeah, there's a couple neat things about those small, the, the smaller version, you know, that's, that's on everyone um, that came up last year that that I don't think we we saw at all as as issues with 
um, the first one, or I guess Nolan Ryan was the first one where, where there's a little bit of a difference. You had three images on the Nolan yeah. Ryan in the first year showing him and in three of those teams, right? The angels, the yeah. Astros and the Rangers. And then last year I thought it was pretty cool um, with the Pujols. There was the main photo with him as a Cardinal where he had spent most of his career. And then the smaller one was an angel and same thing with Randy Johnson. You had the main photo with him on the Mariners, the small photo on the Diamondbacks. And then Otani featured him uh, both hitting and pitching on his. I, I really liked those those little nuances and those those subtle nods to the different teams they played for and uh, and with Otani, the different positions that he he does. I think Randy Johnson was the beginning of the change to the this year's um, series. Uh, the, the idea, we really brought that figure, that second smaller figure, much closer to the viewer. And um, I think when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for that next year. I think that'll be one of the changes that I, I want to incorporate, uh, you know, into the um, – the scene. So I'm always looking for a new angle, something interesting to to bring to uh, the collector. I, you know, I I want to always maintain the consistency of brand, but at the same time, what's what what can I bring to the table? E- even in every new painting, but definitely in each year, uh, you know, that I do it, something different. One of the other changes that w- that came into last year wasn't with the product itself, but it was more of a, a community-based change. And you um, had a chance to start up a, a group on Facebook, the the Game Within the Game Facebook group, to to create a little sense of community around this, where fans of you and fans of your artwork here um, could come together and kind of celebrate the releases that went on. Tell me a little bit about what that was like. I know when we had talked last year, you had mentioned that. Prior to that, you hadn't had a lot of social media engagement. That was kind of a, a new piece of this whole thing for you. Tell me about what that was like engaging a little bit with that group on Facebook. That was great. Uh, as I, I'm trying to think if it was in the in, last interview or not, but uh, uh, Tony uh, Bianchini uh, came to join uh, my team and uh, he has definitely brought the whole social media change into uh, helping me uh, interact. Some Most of the time it is him who's usually doing most of the engagements. But on occasion, I'll, I'll look into, uh, you know, make comments here or there. I think our group is up to 425 now. And the input's great from them. I mean, it helps... Uh, I, I believe this year that we put out in 2022 um, was based on surveying. We put out over 30 players. We got some feedback on that. We brought that to uh, Tops, and then you know Tops put their feedback in, and then uh, we made some decisions from there. Yeah, that's one of the things that I thought was coolest about that is the the surveys that were that were being done there. One of the things that I really appreciated seeing, just because I think it's neat, is you'll occasionally release a, an image of uh, one of the paintings partway through the process, and we get to see it kind of come together 
over time and, and what that looks like kind of as it's being developed and fleshed out. I really think that's that's a cool way to, to interact and engage and, and getting to see the people in the group um, kind of react to the, the images that get put out, the excitement that they get when the actual prints drop and some of those types of things I think is neat to see. Those continue to sell out almost instantly, which I think says a lot about the quality of the work that, that you're doing and the excitement that people get getting a larger you know, more poster sized image of a version, I guess, of, of those images. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate, um, um, those comments. I, I was first nervous about bringing the, uh, process in, uh, to the scene because I didn't know sometimes when you're, you're painting, I, this happens amongst the uh, not so much my own family, but maybe a little bit. People can be a, a little bit critical sometimes at the early stages. And I want to say, wait, I'm not done. <laughs> you know, you'll see it uh, piece by piece coming in. And I try to do the, these from a little more of a linear perspective in time where I, I work from top to bottom. As I do those final details, sometimes in the end, I can't necessarily put all those things in because you won't, you, you, the viewer, aren't going to notice them as much. But there is a lot of work that goes into after I actually, it looks like it's complete. And then I go over and I really polish it up before I send it over to uh, top. So, uh, uh, so I, I'm happy myself with the way that's gone. And, uh, you know, again, Tony helped. Uh, uh, coordinate that to, you know, in other words, give, let's give them something interesting uh, on social media, take them into your process. And I think it was great. Now, one other question that I had based on these, the first two years was Shohei Otani was the first time we saw somebody be released twice, right? He had, a, he had a card in the first year. He had a card last year. Uh, was just curious if that's something that you're looking to kind of continue every once in a while to, to sprinkle somebody in for a repeat appearance, or was that um, something more unique about Otani? I think that might've been more unique about Otani. I, I don't know if it'll happen again, but I, I, my guess is that was, I mean, he was just so hot that, um, that that's more how that evolved. So I don't, I mean, I don't see anything in our game plan to do that, you know, right now, but, uh, you know, anybody who tells you when you're interviewing any kind, don't say never, because then they'll get you if I do it. But there is, there are no plans for that right now. One of the other features that, that we've seen in the, the product so far over the first couple of years and the art that you've released is a mix of retired veterans, superstars, current players, kind of current veterans, and then rookies. And even so far in 2022, with these first three releases that we've had, we've seen that same thing. Ichiro was the first release. Jonathan India was a rookie last year, but is now coming into his, his second kind of full year within the league. And then Wander Franco, while he debuted last year, has that rookie card logo on his 2022 products and is right. the card that is currently going to be released at the time of air. I think by the, when this comes out, there'll still be um, a week or so um, of, of opportunity okay. to pick up Wander. Tell me a little bit about 
you know, you talked about the strategy or what your game plan is for this year. I know you don't want to, you can't give us the full list of the rest of the cards throughout the year. And you had shown some, some images of, of Hank Aaron was, is hopefully going to be on the list. And, and that was a, a card that was in the, in, in the works, but what are some of those other thoughts and ideas about what we might expect to see over the, the coming weeks in the, in the art that's sure. released after Wander? Okay. So right now I am working on uh, Cody Bellinger. The next one I believe is Jaron Duran. Um, I can give you some uh, uh, names. I, I'm okay with that. I know we have Willie Mays in there. I see a possibility for Ricky Henderson. Oh, uh, here's an interesting one we have, uh, which I'm actually excited to do, Ted Williams. Um, I think that'll be a really uh, cool one. And... I think, you know, then we have like some opening spots for some rookies. Sure. So, I mean, I think that gives a little bit of an idea of the, you know, for now of the, the, the list. People should know with those who collect the cards, I am looking to surprise you in some way, some added element, uh, the Hank Aaron one, which probably come out a little later this year. I am promising that one to be, I think it's, uh, him hitting home run 715, which I I did him in color, which I couldn't find any. Uh, all the uh, the photos are in black and white, so I colorized him. And I'm not I whether it's been done before or not, I I don't know, but it's done really well in in that one. So when that comes out, that's that's a pretty unique thing. So I'll be looking to as best I can to add those little extra elements that make somebody want it to be a part of their collection. Now the cards are available directly on tops.com for three weeks, um, a, kind of a three, three week run print to order. One of the other new introductions for 2022 is rainbow foil parallels. Right. I, and the ones that I've gotten so far, I've not been lucky enough to get any of those rainbow, rainbow foil parallels yet. I was wondering if you'd had a chance to see those in hand and kind of side by side with the, the traditional cards. Just got it today. <laughs> I was like shocked, you know, because I'm not guaranteed any either when they, they send them out. I got, I, uh, you know, I got it in the mail and I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's, yeah, it's really cool. You know, haven't looked it over carefully. If if I was showing on that, well, you're not, it's not a video. So <laughs> otherwise I would, you know, get it out. Um, but uh, it's pretty neat. Um, it's it's a nice rendition. So I, yeah, I myself was, oh, it's like, oh, I hope I get one of those. Uh, and it came today. So I was real happy about that. Yeah, that's a great added feature. Again, Tony pushed for that, uh, you know, as, you know, an extra something bonus for people who are uh, collecting the series. So I'm real happy that's uh, out there. Yeah, people love that chase element when it comes to those types of things. And um, with this not being one of those pack type products, it's a direct, right. you know, right. card by card you're buying. Um, having that kind of parallel in there, I think, adds a pretty cool chase to it. Is there anything else coming out this year or anything else about the, the, the program this year that, that you want to share that's kind of going to be 
maybe a little different or a little special? Well, there is another area I'm getting a little involved with for um, leaf cards. Uh, I've done some digital paintings for them. Uh, I believe it's called Art of the Sport. And I did, I'd say about 20 different digital paintings. Now, the digital paintings, yes, they're done quicker than a traditional painting, but I do have a tablet, a main screen tablet that, um, you know, I'll run a combination of uh, filters. I'll have a whole layered uh, thing in Photoshop. And then I have a pen and tablet uh, that I paint into the, um, uh, into the image to really give it that hand painted touch um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, there is, um, let's see, I've done Peyton Manning, um, Emmett Smith, um, different sports, um, Joe Montana, Julia Serving, Magic Johnson, and some boxing, uh, Mike Tyson. So, so I'm really excited about that. That's like almost a painterly, I, vintage type series looks that you can see on that. And I'm hoping next year I want to present some stuff to tops that um, I'll talk about next year if I can get it approved, but something very, very different in that world of digital painting that hasn't been seen before. And uh, um I'm excited. About it. I love painting, but I love doing digital and I love doing traditional. And, you know, usually most artists are one or the other. Um, I tried to train myself in both. Well, I kind of had to, as I was explaining to you in the beginning, with when you're when I'm organizing compositions and colors and all those things, I manipulate the heck out of everything to make it all work. So uh, so I became pretty well versed in in doing that. So that, yeah, so that's one of the new things that's, I th believe it's out uh, on leaf cards. I, I have, I've got to look into it myself to make sure where it's located and all that, but uh, people want to see that. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, giving us kind of a, a sneak peek into what's coming for 2022 and, and kind of celebrating some of the strategy and some of the things that went on with the, the 2021 releases um, I've got physical copies of these in my shop when I bought some extras and when everybody sees them, they just stop and look because it's like this. I haven't seen anything like this before when it comes to some of these other art cards. And so um, they always stand out. And so I, I'm appreciative that you were willing to come back on and spend a few minutes talking about what's coming for 2022 and even given, given a, a sneak peek into some of those things that may be coming um, with, with the LEAF partnership as well. So thanks again. Is there anything else that you want to make sure people are aware of before we go today? Just just to let the, the Facebook fans of my group, and I think I've let them know online how much I do appreciate their support, because I really do. It means everything to me. Uh, I don't take for granted any of this. So um, thank you, especially to all of them and the, everybody who collects my cards. Um, it keeps me going. 
Yeah, I will make sure to, to all you listening out there, I'll make sure to put a link to the Facebook group in the show notes. If, if any of you aren't aware of that or have had trouble finding it, I'll make sure to put a link to the Facebook group in the show notes as well. Well, thanks again, Paul. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, thanks a lot, Mike. It was great being back. I appreciate it too. Like the athletes we admire, the sports card shop is changing the game. We're not launching threes, bombing drives, or hitting dingers, but we have built a unique gathering spot for all collectors to trade cards, talk sports, play games, and watch their favorite athletes on the big screens. Yes, we've partnered with Panini, Upper Deck, Leaf, Tops, Fanatics, Pokemon, and others to bring you all the latest in sealed wax and singles. But the sports card shop in New Buffalo, Michigan is much, much more. Our recent expansion brings collectible sneakers, Hot Wheels, and more sports and entertainment memorabilia into the mix. Our new Collector's Cave game room is the perfect place to throw a rip party, bring friends, rip packs, trade cards, play billiards, ping pong, shuffleboard, classic arcade, and Xbox games, all while watching your favorite sport on TV. Visit us at thesportscardshop.com. Follow us on social at underscore sportscardshop or better yet, visit us in person to learn about special events, party packages, new products, and everything we're doing for you. The Sports Card Shop, connecting people, sports, and the hobby around the world. If you want to see more about what Paul's Game Within a Game cards are all about, I've got a full photo checklist with print runs at waxpackhero.com, and you can see all of the cards from 2020, 2021, and even what is out in 2022 so far. I've got direct links to tops where you can buy whatever the current card is. Right now, it's Wander Franco, but you can check out waxpackhero.com to see uh, more about what Game Within the Game is all about. I really want to thank... Paul for coming back on the show. I love hearing from these artists about their thought process and inspiration behind the cards. I love that Paul's trying to build some community with his fans as he produces these cards throughout the year. So I really appreciate his time as well. I'd love to hear what you have to think about Game Within a Game, some of these other art cards that are being produced, as well as whatever other hobby topics are on your mind. I love getting questions from you, the listener. It provides a great way for us to interact and gives me ideas on future topics for the show. So send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Reach out on Twitter at TheMikeSummer or waxpackhero on TikTok or Instagram. I would love to have a conversation with you about the hobby whatever is on your mind. Well, that is all I've got for you today. So I'll catch you next time.